DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk BYU football with Dylan Cauley, former Cougar wide receiver, joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret, no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why the Smart Rain guest, or the Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Dylan, good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Good. Are you finally ready for some football game week? Enough of the I mean, uh, analysis and the guessing. An actual game. We are back. We are back, and it feels good. All right. I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to challenge you, Collie. Every time I've done that, I've lost. But I'm going to do it again. Dylan, you made the outrageous prediction about Zach Wilson. The floor is yours about Jaron Hall. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, I, and I feel, I think the bad part is I feel good about this challenge. Uh, <laughs> You're a collie. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is when Jaron had the opportunity to kind of come in and the mindset, the personality, right, is all very, very similar to Zach. Um, but you look at the level of maturity and advancement in Jaron, and obviously, right, a little bit older, um, obviously a, a, a family man in terms of his, his beautiful wife and daughter. Um, Jaron is one of the most athletic people I've ever been around. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, the guy went and played baseball and had zero problems doing it. Um, you know, the ceiling for him is, is really unknown to everybody, right? How, how good can he be? He's going to be phenomenal. He's going to be extremely good. Um, the only real difference that you have between the two is, right, Jaron's just getting a later start. And so how fast does he hit that ceiling is, is kind of unknown, Right, because he has to kind of grow into the potential. Now he gets this opportunity to play a full season as a starting quarterback, and you know, obviously Kalani and, and A Rod have put their full trust in him, and so I think the team trusts him. He's a guy that's been around for a very long time, um, and and has proved that he can be extremely successful. And so, you know, uh, obviously to, to sit there and say, "Hey, is he the next Zach Wilson?" I think that's that's unfair to do because Zach is obviously in a, in a league of his own. But um, Jaron is going to be extremely phenomenal. I don't think there's going to be much of a, a, a beat skip, uh, you know, this, this year. Do you think that all the quarterbacks who were in the program a year ago benefited from watching Zach be a football junkie, a film junkie, and realizing that there is one level where you're preparing, but if you really want to be excellent – you got to double down on that and go to a whole nother level. Did guys learn that watching him in a way that you can be told it, but it just doesn't sink in? Absolutely. I think obviously the big change, because I know, I know Jaron was mentally preparing for games as he was the starting quarterback. That's, there's no question about that. Jaron was ready every single week. He was putting that time in, right? He was putting that effort in. I think the biggest difference is, is, they got to see what Zach did, right, in a physical preparation. That's where the the set was kind of, that's where the mark was set, right? And now Jaron's saying, you know what, obviously Zach did a pretty smart thing by going to work with John Beck and taking his game to the next level. 
um, I need to go and do that as well. And and that was obviously, right, the biggest difference um, and kind of the biggest advantage that that Jaron had and, and, you know, probably a huge reason for his success uh, during fall camp and ultimately getting the nod. So I think that's the biggest kind of takeaway from last year was what are you doing outside physically to prepare to make yourself not just an okay athletic quarterback, but a phenomenal quarterback all around. One of the more interesting things I think you just said is the team trusts him. How important is that? Oh, it's everything, right? It's, it's very hard and not – there's no team in the country, I think, that is out there except maybe a Clemson, right, that has a quarterback that goes from being a top three pick to going to the second guy and everyone being like, yeah, we're not we're not really we're not skipping a beat. There isn't some level set difference, um, and so you know where a lot of guys can come in and say, "Hey, this isn't this is going to be rough, right?" Everyone's walking around on tippy toes in the locker room saying, "Guys, like remember, like we don't have Zach." Whereas today, I know people are in that locker room saying, "Hey, <laughs> this is Jaron's team, and Jaron's ready to rock," and so. Um, that's going to be a huge difference in carrying the momentum from last year and saying, hey, all of this talk, all of this Big 12 talk, all of this national spotlight and attention, right, Jaron's not just the person that's going to help us win games. Jaron's the one that's going to help us maintain the momentum that we have from last year. Dylan Cauley joining us, former BYU wide receiver. So with Jaron, I am nervous because I saw him get a couple concussions real quick and I didn't mm-hmm. even think he got hit that that much on the second one easy for me to say I wasn't one getting hit but as much as that worries me I get confidence from the fact that he didn't play a year ago and so I've read a bunch of stuff that hey the further you get between them the better off you are so I think that's a huge positive uh, I'm not a doctor so I only know what I read you know what I read and what I hear watching football and watching other players I wasn't even pre-med on Friday nights at Arizona State like PK <laughs> at least he's got some background <laughs> What's your level of confidence in Jaron's ability to stay healthy and stay away from a concussion that's going to turn all of our stomachs? And yeah, that's 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 always that's always the question, right? And um, I think the biggest part of that ultimately is weird as this might be, and as odd as this might be to bring it into sports, but it's going to be. I think it really just comes down to his faith, right? And and knowing that he's being watched out for and hopefully he is, um, you know, mentally and physically prepared to take some hits um, because, you know, there are a lot of things that happen when, when you're not ready and, and you tighten up and your body tightens up and physically, you know, uh, if you're going around on your city toes and hopefully hoping not to get hit, that's when you leave yourself the most open for, for those types of injuries. Right. And so I think, as long as he stays confident, as long as he allows himself to take some hits, especially early on, right, I think we're better off in the long run in maintaining kind of his health and staying physical. If he goes out there and everyone's on eggshells about it, right, I think we're going to see a lot more opportunity in, in him being a lot more prone to, to getting hurt. But um, obviously the time has been huge. He's been taking care of his body. And it's a matter of, you know, just uh, going out there and still kind of going balls to the walls so that you're not, 
you're not playing tight and finding yourself in that situation where you're going to get injured you know, just because mentally you're scared. So looking at this BYU offense, you know, they lost Dax Mill, and obviously he was a big-time receiver and Zach Wilson doing all the throwing. So you'd think that, wow, that's a lot of production. You lost offensive line, uh, at least one to the NFL, and you think that's a blow. And, you know, it is obviously, no question about that. But I look at the number of guys returning and combined with the the Nakua brothers who transferred in as receivers. If I look at receiver, tight ends, and running backs, I believe that in terms of depth and talent, this is one of the better groups maybe in the history of BYU football returning. What do you expect out of this offense? Yeah, I, a lot. Like I, I think this this offense has the ability to do extremely special things against the schedule that they're going in. Um, you know, you look at you look at the depth, right? That you're talking about, and it is it is a lot of people who have produced a lot of, of statistics and a lot of success on the football field, all the way from top to bottom, right? From you know, Neil has been playing consistently. Gunner has been playing consistently. You know, the Nakua brothers have been playing consistently at a top, top level of visual and football. Um, and so, you know, there really isn't, you're not coming into this game with a wondering of, ooh, how's this person going to play? You know exactly how this person's going to play. You know how each person's going to play against the University of Arizona, right? Because there's a history to it, and they all have had experiences with, uh, with U of A. You look at the tight end, you look at Isaac, right, the success that he has, the confidence that he has, Dallin Holker. I mean, I don't think people understand. Dallin Holker and Isaac Rex have the opportunity, right, to be the best one-two punch uh, at tight end that BYU has had in probably 10 years since Dennis Pitt and Andrew George, right? Like, those are two tight ends that are playing you know, one, extremely physical, extremely large in physical stature, but play at a receiver-type athletic ability, right? Like, that's unstoppable. You can't – it doesn't matter who you're playing. You can't defend both of those guys. Um, and then you top it off with, you know, uh, Peeney and Tyler Algier at running back. You know, for them, the biggest thing, that's my concern of health. Right, is how can the running backs stay healthy? How can we make sure that these two guys are given the opportunity to stay healthy? Um, because if they stay healthy, I think that's the health this year, whereas last year it was obviously Zach. If Peeney and Tyler Algier stay stay healthy, I'm, I'm not sure what defense is going to have a good opportunity to stop, to stop BYU's offense. What do you know about the University of Arizona, or do you even want to know anything about that football team? Is game one just all about yourself and your own team and how they play? No. I think you have, you have two teams on two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? You have a team that garnered a ton of national attention last year, right, is riding this wave, is on this absolute train of, uh, of, of spotlight and success. And then you have a team who didn't win a single game last year in their conference and only played five games, right? And so you need to understand 
the other side of it. You need to know that, hey, guys, if BYU comes into this game and this game is close or this game is kind of uh, there are spots where it's like, you know, Arizona is playing extremely well and they play better than BYU, which is I highly doubt going to happen. Then it's honestly kind of like an eye-opening worry, right? <laughs> uh, because of the way Arizona has been the last few years and what they've kind of had to overcome now um, with with someone leaving and now Jed Fish coming in and really kind of pressing restart. You have two freshman quarterbacks who are going to be splitting time. Um, you know, with what is writing on this season for BYU, you better understand who they are, how they play, right? The mental side of, of their worries and their self-conscious attributes uh, so that you can take full advantage because, to be honest with you, this game, this game should not be close. A lot of BYU kids on the roster are from Pac-12 territories. You being one of them, you're not on the roster, but obviously you grew up in California and you followed the Pac-10 slash 12 probably your whole life like we all have. Uh, how much extra fun do you think it's going to be playing five Pac-12 teams this season to where you can really compare yourself against a bunch of teams, uh, including from the South Division where the Utes are in? Yeah, I mean... Um... You know, there is, it's exciting football, right? And there's a level of athleticism that we get to show that we can keep up with. Um, and that BYU gets to kind of put themselves on a pedestal and says, hey, all the discussion that's gone on about being a power five, uh, you know, we're, we're right up there. And I think outside of the University of Utah, right, we've done, we've done pretty well against the Pac 12. Right? I think we'd find ourselves in a top spot in the Pac-12, especially the Pac-12 now. Um, and so, you know, this is this is real proving ground to take advantage of this type of opportunity and kind of prove out where, where BYU stands on a national level. All right, before University of Washington fans jump in and start saying stuff, we will uh, let you go, Dylan. We appreciate the time as always, and we will talk to you every week, all season long, and PK will constantly come up and challenge you to say outrageous things because you're a colleague, and he would expect nothing less than definitive statements. (laughs) Done. I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excited to be with you guys. Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver, joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big news breaking in the NFL this hour. We will tell you about that next. Stay with us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.